Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California. Well, former President Trump not only continues to lead in the polls in California, he is widening that lead significantly, running away with the Republican nomination for president despite or or maybe because of uh, being under unprecedented criminal indictment in four different jurisdictions. His followers believe his protestations of innocence. They dismiss the cases against him as concocted political persecution. They buy his version of events, perhaps because it's coming from him, somebody in whom they believe. Meanwhile, maybe we should be paying more attention to the undecided in those surveys because they may be the voters who are more open to evidence and verified information and could hold the key to who wins the presidency in 2024. For more on this, we're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Adam Barinsky, the Mitsui Professor of Political Science and Director of the MIT Political Experiments Research Lab at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. He's the author of the new book, Political Rumors, Why We Accept Misinformation and How to Fight It. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, so let's begin with a pretty basic question. Why is it that voters are so susceptible to misinformation, especially if it's coming from somebody they regard as you know trustworthy and legitimate? Well, I think that they're especially uh, susceptible when it's coming from folks that they perceive as an authoritative source, like someone who's trustworthy. Uh, so, you know, in my book, I talk a lot about uh, sort of how the, the how ordinary citizens form their beliefs about the political rumors. So, like, you know, was the 2020 election stolen? You know, was Obama born in another country? And a lot of that has to do with people's political views, right? So, basically, you pick your team. Am I a Democrat or am I a Republican? And based on that, you're going to listen to the leaders of those parties, right? So if you have someone like Trump, a leader of the Republican Party, who's saying, yeah, you know, the 2020 election was stolen, uh, there's vo- massive voter fraud, says it again and again, ordinary people, right? So ordinary Republicans are going to be more likely to believe that. What happens when someone like that changes their tune? For example, Trump has railed against early voting and voting by mail for years. Now the Republican Party is embracing it and making it central to its chances for victory next year. Trump has even cut a video urging voters to use their absentee ballots. What impact does that have? I mean, can one video Trump, you know, pardon the expression, uh, years of rhetoric if somebody uh, doesn't about face do voters buy it? Well, I mean, I, I think it, that that's a really good question. It's really tricky. You know, so the, a lot of political observers 
thought that you know, so the 2020 election, Trump took the wrong the wrong path, right? Saying, you know, be suspicious of early voting, be suspicious of uh, you know, sort of the, these you know, sort of different early voting procedures, um, and it, that it hurt the Republican Party, right? As you said, changing the tune now. But I think it's you know, I, my guess is, and this is just my guess. You know, I don't have polling data to back this up, but that my guess is it's going to be very difficult to reverse that. You know, if you get people to listen to a message, distrust the government, distrust voting laws, right, distrust election officials to say like, oh no, no, but in this case you should do that. Um, I think it's going to be very hard to get them ordinary Republicans to trust those systems. Now, it could be that the message will get through, though, and say, like, okay, you don't need to trust the system, but, you know, do this because it's going to help us out. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's an open question, but I think he's definitely dug himself a hole based on the rhetoric from 2020. So how do we chip away at misinformation? And that seems like it's probably a long game rather than something that gets done, you know, in a few weeks or even months. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, you know, so I've, I've been working on this book uh, for about 15 years. Uh, and when I first started, uh, so I was interested in two questions, right? The first is who believes misinformation? And the second is what can we do to correct it? And I said, you know, it took me about two years to write that first part. And, you know, the last 13 years working on that second part, I still don't have an answer, right? There is no magic solution to the misinformation problem. But what we can do is that we can work on different kinds of solutions uh, that might, at the margins, help people reject misinformation. Um, so my preferred solution, you know, sort of what I talk about in the book, is that you know we want to have fact checkers out there, right? We want to have authority to say, you know, this is true, this is false. But those fact checkers aren't necessarily the best people to deliver the message. And so in the book, I talk about the importance of having messengers deliver the message uh, against their apparent interest, right? So take, for example, uh, rumor about death panels back in uh, 2010, right? That there was rumors that the uh, Obamacare, right, the Affordable Care Act was going to create provisions that would require people to talk to their doctors about how to end their life sooner. Now, these were false. Fact checkers said they were false. Um, but just because they said it was false, it wasn't the case that ordinary people believed that, right? So it's not just that we can state a fact and people believe it, right? Just as I was saying before, you know, people pick their team, Democrats or Republicans, and that's who they listen to, right? In this case, we could kind of turn partisanship on the on its head. So if we can find Republicans to say like, oh, there are no death panels, that's the most effective deliverer of the message, right? And similarly, if we think about voting fraud, um, you know, that we need more people like Chris Christie uh, running for president right now, who says essentially, like, th there was no fraud in the 2020 election, right? That we need Republicans saying there isn't voter fraud, because, you know, sort of Democrats, um, you know, it, it's, it's in their interest to say there was no voter fraud. People don't necessarily trust these independent fact checkers. So really, we need to focus on the people who deliver that message. But that means relying on politicians being willing to take that kind of stand, even if it might cost them politically. Right. And that's right. That's the tricky thing. So I said, like, you know, it's it's a straightforward solution, um, but you know, it's not necessarily easy to do. But I think that, you know, even there are always politicians who are willing to take these stands. And it's a question of which voices do we amplify 
in the rhetoric, right? And so I, this gets a kind of what is the media's job in this? It's to you know, it's sort of to find these these sources. So in the case of the death panels, uh, John Isaacson, who was a Republican senator, uh, spoke out against it, kind of amplifying that message, right? In the case of voter fraud, amplifying Chris Christie's message. Um, and so, you know, it's a case of finding people who will take these stands, which might be difficult. But when we find them, you know, the the trick is to amplify those voices, right? To make sure that 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 those messages uh, are out there to counter the rhetoric from Trump and, and other Republicans who claim that there is voter fraud. I could talk to you about this for half an hour or more, but I'm afraid we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Adam Barinsky, professor of political science at MIT. His new book is Political Rumors, Why We Accept Misinformation and How to Fight It. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.